Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BLEAVE to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. At the 50, at the 10, at the 5, still going. Look at the line. Bullseye! It's a Buffalo touchdown! We're back. Hello, my friends. This is Kyrie Demos welcoming you all back to another edition of Bullseye, the UB Bulls football podcast. I know it's been a little bit of time. Um, We had a little bit of a hiatus. We were actually going through some things um, behind the scenes with Believe, um, you know, website wise and things like that. But those things are all squared away now. I hope everybody having a um, a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving week, um, you know, with friends and family and you know, I just hope everybody's been able to enjoy this time and, you know, seeing how things have progressed here in football season. And, you know, so I know it's been a little bit of time since we've last chatted, but I think it's been crazy to see uh, what's gone on with uh, the Bulls. You know, um, last time we spoke, the Bulls were four and five, you know, going into their matchup against, um, I, I believe it was against uh, Miami of Ohio. That was, um, you know, uh, November 9th. Yeah, that, that, um, you know, Tuesday night action game that um the Bulls played in. You know, things have really had really fallen off, had started to fall off the rails then for the Bulls. Um, you know, that night really um probably was the you know, I, I can't even say the the exclamation point. I think, you know, it, things really started out um the week before against Bowling Green, you know, coming in as two touchdown favorites against the Falcons and to be able to have that game just go the way it did, you know, if 56 to 44 I mean shootout but on one that the Bulls did not prevail in but have that result followed up by the you know Miami of Ohio game where um Gabbert um really was able to light the Bulls up um in in the passing game and then you know fast forward to last week's game against Northern Illinois you know another another tight one um uh for the Bulls that they really fell short in um I mean it's so heartbreaking to think of a game so back and forth, you know, NIU, who's um, a very strong team this year at eight and three. And, you know, is um, they, they did just lose to Western Michigan this past week, but um, they are still atop of the, um, the Mac West. So even having said, said all that, you know, they, they are, you know, looking like they're in the driver's seat to make it um, to the Mac title game from the West. Again, just, you know, going back to that, that game last week against the Huskies, 
you know, back and forth affair. You know, the the UB defense was able to make a, a couple big plays like Eric Black's strip sack fumble on Rocky Lombardi. And then just seeing how Matt Myers was able to, you know, keep things moving along alongside Dylan McDuffie in the running game. I mean, those guys um, alongside Ron Cook Jr. as well were able to help the Bulls um, chip away with 222 yards of uh, on the ground. So, you know, that you, you could see, you know, the effectiveness. But, you know, again, just falling short in that game. Um, I mean, quite literally, you know, for the Bulls to have the game end on, you know, advancing to overtime, driving down to the one uh, to the two yard line for Matt Myers to fumble the exchange with Dylan McDuffie for the Huskies to recover. And then the ensuing play, um, Ratkovich uh, was able to to cap the game off for, with his second touchdown of the night, which was ironic because, you know, he actually just had a, a 96 yard touchdown um, this past uh, Tuesday, you know, and, and uh, and I use action. So, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that, um, you know, things really started to the wheels really were starting to fall off a little bit. Um, and that and that in this last stretch of the season for the Bulls, I mean, it's really disappointing um, to be completely honest. You know, UB got off to a four and four start. Things were looking great for the Bulls, you know, especially coming off the Akron performance. I mean, to think, you know, Kyler Lang sets a single or a single game program sack record the team does as well with 11 sacks as a unit um on the defensive side but to follow that up with four consecutive losses and i mean really losses in all different fashions whether it's the you know coming in as expected favorites against bowling green whether it's you know really getting blown out against miami of ohio um to the niu game losing in overtime before collapsing in the season finale against Ball State um, Tuesday evening, uh, 20 to three loss uh, to the Cardinals there. So, you know, it really is, it was really was a mixed bag for the Bulls all the way around when it comes to that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into the Ball State game um, shortly, but I definitely want to be able to play you guys some audio that I got from the Bulls senior day game against NIU. Um, you know, think things are a little bit different with this, this last episode here, I think what we're going to do is give, you know, obviously some some analysis on, you know, what the last few weeks have looked like for the Bulls. But at the same time, too, also do a little recap, um, you know, with the season coming to an end now. Obviously, it's disappointing for UB to not make it into a bowl game. This is the first time they will not play in a bowl game since 2017. And also is the first time that the Bulls finished below 500 since 2016. So. Um, I mean, to think that UB has gone to the, to this point in its FBS era um, is astounding. But at the same time, too, you know, I think for Coach Molinguist and his staff, uh, there were a lot of different factors that played into this season. And we'll get into that um, as things progress later on in the episode. But again, I, like I said earlier, I, I want to be able to play you guys some audio um, from the NIU game postgame press, press conference. And. I was able to first off speak with Coach Molinguist, um, who's always been such a, you know, an energetic guy and provides great feedback and sound um, even after losses. You know, I think that's one thing that stood out about him, even back to my playing days um, with UB. You know, he always was such a uh, a guy that brought such infectious energy and you can feel that through his press conferences. Um, then we'll be talking with defensive end Eric Black, as we mentioned, um, who had a really big strip sack 
Bumble um, in the NIU game. And then lastly, we'll close it out with Matt Myers, um, again, who was uh, coming off of probably the most excruciating moment in his tenure at UB, you know, with him um, fumbling at the one yard line. Um, but at the same time, too, you know, he he's someone I think that um, was put in a tough position, having to step in for Kyle Van Trees and, you know, to go from being coming in as a starter in 2019, getting replaced by Van Trees, um, and watching him do his thing for a year and a half or so. And then, you know, for the better part of the this season, also watching what Van, Van Trees was doing. But then, you know, he really got to step in um, in the last quarter of the season um, and, and, and show what he can um, bring to the table um, as a dual threat quarterback, uh, you know, heading into next season. So, um, again, just wanted to be able to share this audio with you guys. So take a listen, enjoy, and uh, we'll be back with you soon. So losing overtime and it's a tough, it's a tough, tough loss for us. And uh, credit to to Northern Illinois uh, for a hard fought game and and uh, I thought they played, I thought they played strong and back and forth game. So credit to those guys for for getting it done. And um, just proud of the guys in the locker room. You know, I, I I'm so proud of the guys. I'm proud of the seniors that have done so much for uh, Buffalo football, for UB football and for the journey that they've been on. Some of these guys, their fifth, sixth year. I mean, some of these guys are 24 years old, and they've, you've, you've seen, they've seen them so much, you almost take them for granted some, some, uh, a little bit. But uh, just really proud of uh, the determination and grit and toughness of the men in the locker room. You know, um, probably could have been easy for a lot of guys to say, you know, well, you know, it's, uh, you know we're not going to the MAC championship, and you could find a million excuses. But all the guys did was go out there, Fight their butt off. Uh, the sideline was electric all night. The energy was was outstanding, and the uh, the belief in that locker room was really strong. And we just didn't make a play. We didn't make a play at the end. And um, and uh, there's no one single play that ever kind of defines a game because there's just so many plays that are involved, and there's so many moving parts that you know you can point to a number of things. Um, but. At the end of the day, I'm really proud of the guys. And we are going to pick ourselves up off the mat. I promise you this, we're not going to have our head down for anything. And uh, we are going to get ourselves prepared to go beat Ball State on the road and uh, continue to lay the foundation uh, for this program uh, moving forward and to build off of uh, the good and the tough situations that we've been in because I really believe that you know you either win or you learn. And uh, there's some things that we, we can definitely learn from uh, some of the adversity we've been through. Coach, no question about it. Tonight was a heartbreaker. Um, but to think about how you guys play tonight, going toe-to-toe with one of the top teams in the MAC conference, but also historically, to one of the top MAC conference teams um, throughout history, you know, for you guys to be able to show that, you know, how much of a building block type of game do you think this is moving forward? Yeah, I think anytime you step on the football field, number one, you prepare and you play to uh, to go win, you know, to go prepare yourself and put yourself in a position to win the game. And um, then you 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 look at the, the game and, and you analyze, you know, you're always looking at, you know, what do I need to change? What do I need to adjust? What do I need to emphasize? You know, uh, who do I move to this spot? You know, uh, you're always looking at the moving pieces. And then, you know, big picture-wise, with the big picture vision of the program, um, anytime you step off the field, uh, you go right back to me to the uh, the culture and the connection of that locker room and to the vision that you're building for the future. Um, 
And uh, we're definitely going to learn a lot from this game. I think uh, uh, we'll reference this game a lot to be able to look back and say, you know, what did you learn? I think when you go through a tough game or you have a tough situation, the question you got to ask yourself is what did you learn? Because if you step away, you didn't learn anything. Uh, uh, you know, you'll repeat the, the, the same situation and, and uh, you won't m- maybe be quite as successful. So we'll use this as a reference. Uh, we won't live in the rearview mirror. We'll, 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 rear, we'll live in the uh, front mirror, the front windshield of what we, where we're going to go. And um, I promise you this, we're not going to have our head hanging down for anything. Um, there's, a, there's a ton to learn off the game uh, from a practical approach, from an X's and O's approach, and then from a cultural approach. And uh, we'll use all these things in our preparation for Ball State and in, for the, and in the big picture vision of the program moving forward. Eric, for you, you know, growing up in Rochester, you know, for you to be able, able to play your college career so close to home, um, obviously this being your last time playing at UB Stadium, just what has it meant for you to be able to play so close to home and enjoy so much success that you have? It's meant a lot. Um, growing up, my parents, my whole family, they always enjoyed watching me play, obviously. So being able to have them um, be able to support me as much as they do, coming to as many games as they do, um, it's meant a lot and then just being able to see them so often so many of my teammates um, they have to go through long periods of time without seeing their family so with me being able to see my family uh, sometimes every weekend every other weekend it's it means a lot to me and it's just western New York I, I love growing up there I loved it Buffalo is really similar so it's, it's meant it's meant a ton for me Eric can you talk about that sack in that third quarter that really just kind of you know shifted the game for you guys after that stack that trip sack you had on the recovery you get two straight touchdowns, end up going into overtime. Just talk about how that sack was kind of a big turning point for you guys. Yeah, um, I knew it was gonna, I knew it was gonna be a big play. Obviously, we thought they were gonna pass it. I was just trying to load up, get a really good get off, and uh, I was able to kind of get the edge on the tackle. And I just tried to outreach my arm as far as I could, and I and I seen the ball. Um, it was kind of kind of a blur to be honest with you, but I knew it was it was gonna be a big play if I could make that. We were right by, right by their end zone. <clears throat> so really, just trying to get a good get off. Um, Zoning in on the ball and, and, and making the play. So, uh, it was cool. Your team missed chopping balls. How disappointing is it not to make that goal? It's really disappointing, obviously, because we've kind of gotten almost used to it uh, going to a bowl these past several years. But uh, I'm really proud of the way we played, honestly. The last game on that field for all the seniors, uh, you know, guys like Jake Fusak, Jack Clank. Jake Monish, Gaddafi Wright, dudes that were here uh, before me, I thought we left it all out there our last game. So it's, it's definitely disappointing. Um, but we're, now we're just really focused on on finishing the season. Obviously, we have one more game, a little bit of short rest. So ending the season on a win, uh, there's nothing you can't ask for any more than that. So, Eric, I know this game is kind of designed to break your heart every so often, but it seemed like the way you guys fought back and all that, to see what happened here, or may have been overdoing it. Uh, it's got to be tough to overcome something like this. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely tough with the um, the last play. It, it stung. It definitely stung. We all acknowledge that. But like Coach said in the locker room, we just we have to be proud of the way we played. Like that's the sideline during the game. All the guys who weren't necessarily playing or even dressed. That's the loudest I've seen them supporting them. It was awesome to watch. You know, and um, with that being a lot, so many guys last last game, it definitely stings that much more. But the fact that we played so hard and everybody was so involved and the morale was up, it was pretty cool to see. 
Matt, what does this uh, this senior class mean to you? You know, obviously there's been a lot of success with this program over the last few years. And, you know, yes, the coaching staff has changed, but, you know, a lot of these guys that were helping you guys make bowl games over the last few years are still here. Just thoughts on um, what they've meant to you. Yeah, I mean, um, I spent four years with them. You know, they, they did a great job of um, coming in and leaving better than they found it. Um, they put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this program. And uh, you know, I really wish we could have came out and won for them tonight. They deserve it. Um, but they're, they're a great class and a great group of guys, great teammates. You know, and um, yeah, I just wish, wish, wish we could have came out with OW for them tonight. Now, how much notice did you get before you knew you were going to start in this? Um, it's kind of just, you know, stay prepared all week. Um, maybe a couple of days. Um, you know, rather than, you know, Kyle going down last week, um, just always knowing that I have to be prepared. Um, so, yeah, it's probably just when we're entering the week. Matt, football's obviously an emotional game, especially this one in particular, the ups and downs in this game. I guess how emotionally draining is this loss? As emotionally draining as it can get. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, Kyle getting hurt last week and you obviously stepping in in the starting lineup tonight. You know, How helpful was he um, for you um, throughout the process leading up to the game? Yeah, I mean, Kyle's been a great teammate. Um, getting me ready for the game, uh, even today. I'm um, just going through my plays when I come off the sideline and just seeing, you know, having his eyes on the sideline also helps me for when I go out there. Um, so, I mean, he's been a great teammate with helping me. And there you have it, folks. Some members of the UB football program discussing a little bit about uh, the, the Bulls' performance in the NIU game. But, um, you know, that was before... UB played against Ball State this past Tuesday, and yeah, you know it was again another disappointing result for for UB. Um, Twenty to three victory for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are now bowl eligible. Um, this was actually a rematch of the uh, twenty twenty MAC championship game, so a little tidbit there. But um, you know it was it was. I mean, when you look at the numbers, you know first downs UB out um, gained Ball State there total yards wise three thirty six to two thirty. More passing yards for UB, more rushing yards for UB as well. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, when you have four turnovers, um, four interceptions by Matt Myers, and also, too, a, a blocked punt by the by the uh, Cardinals as well, mixed in there. So that's essentially a fifth turnover. So, you know, UB just, just really was not able to have things going, and it's honestly ironic. Um, they, they tied a season low. Um, of three points in this, in this result. Um, so you bookend the season with your season high in points with 69 against FCS Wagner. And then you, you, you match your season low of three points, um, against ball state. So really just two, um, polar opposite ends for UB to close this season. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think this is just, um, just a little bit of the, the, the tailspin that, that happened for the Bulls at the end of the season, you know, obviously to be at four and four, to go 
Um, oh, oh, for four in the last game or in the last four games of the season. Um, you know, it's definitely tough. Definitely tough to see you reclose things like that. Things looked so promising, especially for from a linguist in his uh, inaugural season as head coach. Obviously, his first back here um, with the program um, since 2013. So, but again, guys, uh, I, I do think you know there are some things that um, need to be considered overall. Um, just taking a look at, you know, here are some of my biggest takeaways from the 2021 season overall. First and foremost, we've got to salute to the seniors. Um, 18 different seniors this year, this year with UB, um, you know, so, you know, those guys, I mean, to think what those guys have seen in UB's football program, this has to be arguably the winningest class. whether you're talking about the sixth-year or fifth-year guys, um, you know, to see three consecutive bowl appearances, two bowl wins, the program's first AP ranking last season, an undefeated regular season in 2020, um, you know, MAC East Division Championship, actually two MAC East Division Championships, 2018 and 2020. So, you know, a lot of success for the Bulls um, with this group. So, you know, obviously 2021's been disappointing, but um, you know, the these guys have seen, you know, the greatest moments, many of the greatest moments in UB's FBS era. Um th- there was also uh six, I'm sorry, five um sixth year guys for the Bulls this season with Jake Fusak, Jack Clank, those two guys on the line, Dom Johnson moving over from quarterback to wide receiver, who, you know, he did a great job. Um, as a possession guy this year, Gaddafi Wright, um, former All Mac linebacker, and also another former All Mac player in Taylor Riggins. And um, you know, Riggins, I, I saved him for last because he's a name that um, I wanted to mention in my second takeaway um, for UB this season. And I think not having Taylor Riggins for the bulk of the season, I'm, I'm not going to say that that explains you know some of the, all of the deficiencies that. Um, UB and its defense showed this season because obviously there were some issues on offense as well. But to not have, um, you know, a guy who was an All Mac performer, um, first team All Mac performer in 2019, you know, misses most of 2020 as well. So you think someone so dynamic? Um, I mean, think about this: in five games played this fall, Taylor Riggins had four sacks. So in 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 those um five games two of those games he had two sacks piece so i mean he was really able to put up numbers in a short span of time um last playing on october 9th um against kent state so you know it's just been been it, it was really tough to to see how you know really one of the the top pass rushers in uh, ub's history close things out we all know about some of the names that have come before him whether that's khalil mack um Malcolm Kuntz or Damone Harris, um, Colby Way. I mean, there's so many guys who, you know, were, were standout players um, off the edge um, and in the trenches for UB. So to lose a guy like that, you know, obviously a 60 year senior as well. So he's a leader, um, a captain. Uh, so it, it, it was it was it was not ideal to have, you know, and this is crazy. Um, I actually during the NIU game, I was talking um, with some um, media members in the uh, press box. And, you know, one of the um, members was saying, like, you know, honestly, he had talked with some some 
some people throughout the conference, like they really considered coming into the season, they really considered Riggins not only to be the best defensive lineman or the best edge rusher in the MAC. You know, arguably he they considered him arguably the best defensive player in the MAC conference. So to lose him, um, especially so early on in the year, and you know he was really only playing um, in spot duty after the first couple of games. So you know it was tough to 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 see things end like that for. Um, a, a very, very talented um, and highly regarded player in Riggins. Uh, my next takeaway is, you know, the sprint of the Bulls. You know, Coach Mo Linguist, um, I mean, what a year it was for him to think that, you know, he starts out the year coaching with the Dallas Cowboys, then is named Michigan's co-defensive coordinator January 19th. And I, I, I want to go back to that. I don't think that's something that's talked about enough. This is a guy who... You know, obviously, his, he's had a lot of different stops in the coaching world, but especially at the college football level. To think, and, and you got to also consider the schedule of college football. To think he comes in, his name Code DC, January 19th. I'm sure he's able to get, who are now the number five ranked Michigan Wolverines, um, you know, get going with them in their winter conditioning. And then you fast forward to spring ball. Um, you get through an entire spring ball session. You get to you get through your entire spring semester, truly. And then, obviously, Lance Leipold and his staff, you know, headed to the Big Twelve with Kansas, and that left a, an opening at you know a spot that Molinguist knows uh, very well. So to think he he went through an entire spring semester um, with another program, then you know really was thrusted into this role. I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but to think, and he alluded to it earlier in the uh, press conference um, that, that we had of him, you know, to think that he went from, you know, going from Michigan, thinking, okay, hey, you know, I'm going to be wrapping, th- wrapping things up for the semester, take some time with recruiting, things like that, and then I'm going to be getting going with the summertime, um, getting the kids back on campus, to... No, I'm actually going to be taking over a program now. And in a month span, I've got to hire my own staff. I got to hire my own football administration. I've got to hire, like you said, GAs and other positions, things like that. So, you know, to to see him come in 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 such a short period of time and try to really just establish something, you know, hats off to him, kudos to him, because that's really no easy task. I don't care who you are. Um, what what he had out, laid out in front of him was going to be a challenge for anybody, but he did it with a lot of integrity. And, and I mean, there were so many moments where, you know, things are reversed. Um, UB is going to a bowl game, whether that's, you know, beating a, a ranked coastal team at home. Coastal Carolina, they had on the ropes, especially in the second half of that game. You think about the NIU game, you know, whether Myers doesn't fumble or the team gets a stop. After the fumble and overtime, um, I mean, those two games right alone give the Bulls six wins, you know, and make them eligible for bowl, for bowl eligibility. But even considering the BG game and, you know, the Kent State game, you know, starting out slow and then firing back late in that one as well. So there's just so many different moments um, that UB was so, close, so much closer than um, scores would indicate or, you know, even just the way the games flowed if there were – few plays handled better here and there um you know things really could have the script could have been flipped 
Um, next up, you know, UB is obviously known as a running backs school. So to see another running back step up, um, so I, this this takeaway is run run MCD and that's Dylan McDuffie. You know, this guy, he was, I mean, to be able to finish the season, thousand forty nine yards rushing, um, twelve rushing t- or twelve total touchdowns. Um, he had those a thousand forty nine yards make made him, and I tweeted this out, made him the sixth player in UB's FCS era to crack a thousand yards, but tenth overall player in program history to rush for a thousand yards in a season. So hats off to him and hats off to the offensive line. I think that's I don't I don't really want to gloss over a stat like that just because um I mean, let's face it, McDuffie wasn't even supposed to be the Bulls starting tailback this season. Obviously Kevin Marks Jr. came in with a lot of attention um just because of all he's done. Um and hats off to him again for for what he was able to put together in his or what he's been able to put together in his time as a bull um you know, I really think that McDuffie was really one of the um unsung heroes and really the one of the brightest spots on UB's team in 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 such a surprise fashion because you know I mean realistically coming in McDuffie was looked at as the third back behind not only Kevin Marks Jr but Ron Cook as well. So Ron Cook Jr. So to think that he was able to step in um, and step up, have so many big moments. I mean, to think this kid had uh, four 100 yard games, he scored in all but three games um, for the Bulls this season. Um, you know, he he was a guy who, I mean, especially late um, second half, I, I talked about those 100 yard rushing games. He had, uh, you know, all those games came within the last six games of the season for UB. And, um, you know, one of the games that he didn't crack the 100-yard mark, he finished with 91 yards and a rushing touchdown, as well as 33 receiving yards. So he still had over 100 yards from scrimmage. So, you know, again, kudos to Dylan McDuffie and the offensive line for really um, still establishing something and, and showing that UB has a lot to work with with those guys, with some of those guys coming back for next season. Uh, my next takeaway is the transfer route. You know, I think it's something that needs to be discussed just because um, UB obviously has never been a huge uh, hotbed for bringing in, you know, big name transfers from all these power five schools. But I think it, this season showed that if UB is able to bring in some some transfers, you know, they can can show well, you know, just, you know, obviously right off the bat, Keon Williams finished with 64 catches on the season, 835 yards receiving team's leading receiver. And, you know, one of the better um, receiving seasons for a Matt conference player. Um, So I think UB really is at a, at a point where now you can start to, to bring some of these guys in and, and realize like, Hey, you know, you know, yes, recruiting is huge, but the transfer part, part of it, is is major now you know you look at a guy like Jamarcus Ingram as well you know started nine games at corner this season George Wallow like I mean there's so many guys that were able to uh come in and um you know help the Bulls this season you know after you know being in some different spots so um I think it's it's important to um it's important to to, to oh my mistake I'm sorry about the George Wallow I, I'm, I'm I'm getting him confused um, 
with uh, Josh Rogers, um, you know, who came over from A and M. Uh, but yeah, so you know, for for UB um, to to take on some of these transfers, I think is important. You know, uh, it, it's a it's a different day and age in college football. So those guys, um, those type of guys, will will have to be needed moving forward. You know, to be able to keep this uh, program alive and thriving. Um, next, uh, for me, with takeaways for the 2021 UB football season, turnovers, <sighs> turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. I know it's it's a it's a moot point, and you know, obviously, it's it's something that any coach at any level will tell you. You gotta hold on to the football. And you gotta first force turnovers, but. UB had 19 giveaways this season and only 12 takeaways. Um, just three interceptions as a team this year. You know, I don't, I don't know um, what the percentage numbers are on teams that are, are bowl eligible that um, had recorded that many interceptions or that that low amount of interceptions. Let alone only forcing 12 takeaways. I mean, that's, I mean, that is a takeaway a game. It is, but. You know, when you think about, um, you know, UB was able to force so many turnovers in its season opening game against um, against Wagner. You know, so like there's it. That's the 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 twelve turnovers. Um, that really is is a uh, or I'm sorry, just one. No turnovers against Wagner, but um, just being able to ter- force multiple turnovers in other games. I believe the. Uh, the Akron game, um, you be forced, yeah. If you be forced four turnovers in that game, so you you take away those four turnovers. That's only eight turnovers in, in eleven other games this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it it's tough to 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 see how, um, you know, you be giving the ball away impacted things, but not being able to take the ball away also um, hampered them in their results this year. And then lastly, I think, you know, we haven't mentioned it. Uh, it's it's obviously the most important position on the field, um, the quarterback position, under center. You know, Matt Myers and Kyle Van Treese, um, you know, obviously two differing styles. Van Treese more of your traditional pocket passer where Myers brings more of a dual threat element um, as a big physical power runner. But, you know, I just think there's going to be more efficiency is going to be needed from the quarterback position to um, see this program get back to where it has been the last couple of years. You know, just between the two, only a combined 12 touchdown passes and 11 interceptions. Um, you know, that's just not going to get it done. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to sugarcoat it or anything like that, but those numbers uh, just won't get it done uh, for, for any team. So I just think that with those guys, you know, yes, they, they are – you know, two two very talented guys, and I think guys that, you know, they clearly have poison, show leadership and things of that nature. They have all the intangible stuff. I just think that when it comes to, you know, helping get this program back to where it has been, um, they're just going to have to, you know, really just come through and, and, and show that they that they can get the job done um you know and that, that's whatever style whether that's Van Trees getting back to some of the things he was able to lean on in 2020 um and I know he was handing the ball off a lot that year but even still he played a lot cleaner football um you know six interceptions for him this season you know so that was not his best but 
also too, even if it's Myers, um, who who is um, going to be back under center um, for the Bulls next fall, you know, he's going to have to be able to clean some things up. You know, as I mentioned before, four four interceptions in the uh, Ball State game for him. So, you know, hopefully, UB is able to you know settle on one of those guys going into the uh, 2022 campaign, and uh, we'll we'll definitely see. Um, and keep posted, keep you guys posted on that. So, um, really just, uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in this season. Um, we're definitely going to be doing some other things with the show. Um, now that we're in off season mode for UB, but, um, we'll, we'll definitely keep you guys in the loop, um, on what we have, uh, you know, scheduled and planned. Um, but again, I, I appreciate you all. Um, I, I hope you all enjoyed a, a beautiful Thanksgiving week with with family and friends again um and i just hope you guys get to enjoy some football and relax this weekend so um this is Kyrie demo signing off from bullseye the ub football podcast this episode was presented to you by bet online your favorite online sports book i'll see you all very soon and i just hope you all enjoy uh, a great holiday season take care horns up y'all Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.